This is the Centre for Independent Studies podcast, What You Need to Know About. And what we're going to talk about today is what you need to know about how wasteful spending pushes up major infrastructure costs. Now, of course, large-scale taxpayer-funded infrastructure projects are vital to Australia's growth and prosperity. But according to latest Centre for Independent Studies paper, written by the eminent engineer Graham Campbell, these projects are dogged by high costs caused by poor decision-making and management. Just to fill you in, Graham served as the managing director of CMPSNF, one of Australia's largest engineering and project management groups, and was largely responsible for the M4, amongst other major projects. Welcome, Graham. Thank you very much. So what are the main factors that contribute to high infrastructure project costs in Australia? Well, they can be divided into two main categories. Um, there's the general environment in Australia, um, which is um, the labour laws, the um, various um, restrictions and um, uh, yeah, the, this sort of... Um, the standards that, that, that are set. Um, and, and we can accept that. Um, it, it's um, not um, fixed, but um, quite often unknown to the people who are actually trying to um, trying to develop projects. Um, they don't understand that um, by making certain decisions that will incur certain costs. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of the general environment is is one thing that um, in Australia is um, fairly um, oppressive um, compared to other countries. And what's the other the other aspect? The other aspect is understanding what in fact you're trying to build. Um, Can you elaborate on that? I mean, if people people are trying to build a bridge, surely they understand that it's a bridge. So obviously, there's there's more to that than meets the eye. Well, of course, you know. I mean, you've got to know what's going to go over the bridge. Is it a railway? Is it a road? Is it mm-hmm. trucks? Uh, is it small cars? Is it just people? Is it you know? Is it a pedestrian bridge? Um, you have to understand what it's going to be used for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to understand what the environment is. Um, will it be flooded if it's too low? Uh, will it be exposed to um, high winds or uh, other issues that um, that may need to be designed for? So there's a whole range of um, environmental issues uh, and all of this needs to be properly understood. And often people who are in fact developing these projects don't understand that environment. So when they say, oh, I want a bridge, um, and you starting start to say, well, look, uh, what sort of a bridge do you want? And they say, oh, I want a bridge that can get A to B. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and if you extend that to, um, you know, a major highway, um, you, you cross a whole range of other services. Uh, how are they interfered with? Um, I, I remember um, with a railway, um, you know, they wanted all sorts of extraordinary things they, that not to interfere with their rail operations. So there's all of these issues. And if you start to firm up the project too early uh, without understanding what re- really you want, um, then you're going to run into problems because um, by 
firming early, you're going to um, create risk for the people who get involved. And the structure of how you get people involved is very important too. So if you don't understand how the industry works, and by the industry I mean the, the various contractors, engineers, lawyers, everybody who participates in this, if you don't understand the relationships and how they're structured within a contract uh, environment, then you're going to run into problems. So in a nutshell, this sounds like it's it's poor planning and, and poor scoping out that can lead to problems. Would that be the case? Um, yes. Um, one of the issues is um, people who operate things don't often understand how to actually develop them. It's a totally different process. Mm -hmm. Of course, people who operate things, you know, know what they want at the end, but they don't tell anybody at the start um, in the proper expression of, of how that's going to be developed. So you have to have experts who understand uh, the processes. H how do all the suppliers interact, interrelate with the contractors and the engineers? Uh, how do all these various suppliers uh, operate between themselves? So if you've got electrics, you've got water and all sorts of other services, they have to be integrated uh, with the construction and if you don't understand how that works, then you're going to have problems. So you need experts in the process of getting it done, but also you need an understanding of that process so that when you start and you start to actually engage um, experts and the professionals who are going to be involved, you have to understand what their needs are and how they relate to each other. So there's a whole range of issues that if you don't have process in place, you're going to end up with a very poor project. And we've seen that happen. So, for example, in Sydney with the light rail, where uh, the company came in to build it, but they weren't informed about the uh, all the infrastructure that was underneath George Street. As a matter of fact, lots of people didn't even know what was there. So that ran into problems when they would dig a hole, find a, a high power cable and go, well, there's a high power cable running a million volts, but we've got no idea where it's coming from, where it's going to or who owns it. And of course, we've seen similar things happen, for example, in Melbourne, where they're rerouting one of their projects to avoid sports fields. That's added to more delays, more costs. So this sort of thing has uh, knock-on effects for the cost there. Well, that's right. You don't want to start spending money before you know what the outcome is going to be. And, and that's what's called planning. Yes. Well, in, I think in the case of the, that particular Melbourne project, it was annou announced before it was actually planned. So there wasn't a plan. There wasn't environmental planning. There weren't other things scoped out, and they're now having to play catch up with that. So of those two factors that you mentioned, which are the two key ones, which do you think is the most serious problem? Um, I think the second one, I think it's the uh, planning and understanding and, and structure under which you're going to develop. Um, government has uh, a whole range of um, procedures for purchasing. Um, so if you buy a pencil or if you buy a freeway, they don't seem to understand that there's possibly different reasons for um, um, for the process. So are they trying to buy freeways in the same way that they'd buy a packet of HB pencils? Pretty much, yeah. 
that sounds silly, but it's true. Uh, they they actually just say, well, uh, get the purchasing department to sort that out. You know, depending on who they contact in the purchasing department, you know, that they may or may not understand process. And it must be wonderful to have that ability to go. I'll just pick up the phone and order myself a couple of highways and bridges. That's right, it, and, and it sounds silly, but it's um, in fact true, and and that's the scary part, you know. Um, look, you're often dealing with people. Uh, I remember many years ago when we were trying to build a natural gas pipeline, uh, the government didn't have anybody who knew anything about it, so they got the coal mining people and put them in charge. They thought it sounded similar. <laughs> I, 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 no, don't tell a lie. I was dealing with buddy coal miners to try and get a natural gas pipeline built across the state. That would have been difficult. So of those, of those factors, um, which parts of this can be more most easily solved? Um, I think by um, negotiation and, and I think the second part is, you know, to solve the first part, let, let me just put that to bed, um, it, it, it involves, you know, very extensive um, arrangements with labour laws, um, with all sorts of um, procurement and, and, and issues related to uh, government uh, process. Um, that can be very slow to change. It, it may be terrible, um, but you just learn to live with the environment. So the easiest part and the most effective part is the second part, which is to get the planning right, keep asking the questions, what do you want? Oh, I want a road. Oh, does that involve bicycle tracks? Does that involve crossing rivers? Um, well, um, no bicycle tracks. Okay, thank you. What about noise? Um, because we're going through uh, urban environments, um, noise could be an issue. Yes, we'll have to put up noise barriers. Okay, put that away. Uh, and you go through maybe a hundred of these things, um, and once you've got decisions, all that, then you do your planning. Then you go back to the people and say, look, these are the results we've got. This is the process we recommend. And if you go through this process, you, you'll end up with a fairly good contract. Uh, and if everybody agrees with that, that's fine. But unfortunately, that can take a long time. And that's when, um, you know, people say, well, let's get on with it. You know, it's shovel ready, isn't it? Well, my experience is if someone uses that term, they haven't got a clue. <laughs> that does sound like an episode of Utopia. So if we don't do this, if we don't improve this, if we don't improve the planning processes and the contract processes and make sure that these projects are built more efficiently and, and more cost effectively, what knock-on impact does this have on the Australian economy? Well, it just means we're going to have inferior um, services and and facilities um you know if we've got a billion dollars to spend and we, we can get two freeways if we do it properly instead of one freeway um then that's going to impact on the community you know it's much better to have two um because there'll be more facilities and services so it's um you know money is limited that's not out yeah. so um if you've got a certain amount of money and you can get more bang for your buck then 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 do the better planning so it's not just the, the impost on the taxpayer dollar, it's actually 
denying the taxpayer the services that we need to have because the dollar that's there is being frittered away, essentially. Well, that's right. And that's just why the current federal government cancelled Tripisty Produce, um, because they'd run out of money. Oh, yes. And, and they did make other comments about that as well. Graham, thank you for your time. Um, if people want to know more about these arguments, I recommend Graham's recent paper, Bungles, Blowouts and Boondoggles, Why Australia's Infrastructure Projects Cost More Than They Should. Thank you. We'll be back soon explaining what you need to know about the key developments in Australia. 